Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. You guys were talking about it before the break. College football playoff rankings are out, and the top four teams are very similar. <laughs> Looks like the top four haven't really changed. Ohio State still at number one, LSU at number two, Clemson at three, and Georgia at number four. Alabama's loss to Auburn opened the door for Utah and Oklahoma. Utah at five and Oklahoma at six. Now, you guys may have talked about this before the break, but do these stay the same after the championship weekend? Because we know Georgia and LSU are playing for the SEC, and if Georgia loses and, let's say, Utah beats Oregon in the yeah, Pac-12... Yeah, they are not going to stay you don't think, So no, no, even if Georgia loses, they're not, they're not getting out. And Utah wins, no, no, so no. to speak. Yeah, no, if Georgia loses, they're done. So they're done, and then Utah, you think, takes the four spot. And Well, that's what we've been talking about. It depends then on how Utah might win mm-hmm. if they win and then how the Big 12 champion looks between Oklahoma and Baylor. Remember, these two teams are going to play each other sure. uh, this Saturday. So there's there could be style points at play. But, you know, then we talk about it as a moot point. If Georgia were to win the SEC championship, we know the four teams in. And mm-hmm. we're also talking about, you know, how much risk does Clemson carry going into this championship game? Sure, absolutely. But so you so you think even Oklahoma could jump Utah even if both let's say Oklahoma and Utah both win and Georgia loses, Oklahoma yes. could could take that spot you think from you from think Utah. it is very possible for two reasons. One, they may have a better opportunity of style points. Mm-hmm. That might be a win against number, you know, number 7 Baylor sure. as opposed to Utah's win over number whatever it is like 15 Oregon. Oregon. Right? Mm. And the idea that Oklahoma is a far more public, far more uh, interesting team to the networks, to the fan base, to the ratings than Utah. Yes. Absolutely. Mm. So, hey, we'll see what happens. Championship weekend kicks off this Friday. Yeah, big big so, things. We'll see a big difference, obviously, style points. We'll see what happens with college football this weekend. Guys, let's go to the NBA really quick. Really interesting story here with the Spurs and the Rockets. So the Spurs take down the Rockets, <laughs> 135. I know somebody's laughing. 135 to 133 in double overtime. Because James Harden hits a dunk, but it doesn't get counted. So what happened was James Harden dunks James Harden dunks the ball while the Rockets were up 102 to 89 in the fourth quarter. The ball whipped through the net so hard it came out on top and looked like it bounced on top of the rim and bounced out. The ref stopped the game and didn't give him the points. There was a 30 second window where Mike D'Antoni could have challenged and he didn't because they were arguing the call. They couldn't end up challenging the call. The Rockets ended up losing focus, according to Mike D'Antoni. This controversy caused them to lose focus, ultimately stop playing defense, like we've never seen James Harden do that before, and ultimately lose the game. ESPN's Tim McMahon, however, is reporting that the NBA could take action and either award the Rockets the win, since they had more points in regulation, or they would have to replay the last 7 minutes and 50 seconds of the fourth quarter, where James Harden would eventually get the dunking points and they would be at four. But I don't know. Do you think this will actually happen, or this is just something that's going to be going to be over? very weird? This is we really interesting. To, as a as a sports investment community, we really need to keep our eyes on this. One, do they actually admit the mistake and overturn it? Mm-hmm. And then two, like you said, how would they do it? Would they just make the change in the records, or play it out, or call it as a final? Then who knows? Yeah. And for everything from statistics to contract incentives, it's very interesting to see how they would adjudicate this. Mm-hmm. 
could even affect the totals or the win win totals, you know, even or, yeah, or like everything. Everything. Absolutely. So yeah. it's a huge impact. Absolutely. I mean, James Harden is on what? He's scoring like 38 points a game. He dropped 50 in this game. And he dropped 50, right. Does this would increase his PPG oh, yeah. average. Like, do how do they play this? I said triple another triple-double for Westbrook. You know, that's like some kind of all-time thing for him. Sure. Clint Capello went 20 and 20 in that game. I could see if he has a little contracted uh, incentive for a game like that. You know, I mean, there's a lot of uh, little monkey wrenches and sure. details that would have to be worked out if they go down this path. Absolutely. Ah, yeah, just, just. <laughs> but no, remember, maybe the league is like, hey, Daryl Morey. Maybe if you didn't tweet, we would overturn this win. But you know what? Deal with it now. Yeah, I just you make your own problems. But you know, <laughs> the other problem is Houston doesn't deserve to win this game. Period. They had yeah, but twenty points. You're up twenty-two. You're up eighteen. You're up ten. That's you're up five. Like you just, yeah. You can't, you can't I, see the problem is if it was just the last second where it was the difference between going overtime and winning because it was like the last shot of the game up. is one thing. But yeah, it's that had no, no bearing truly on why you lost the game. It only like, happens yeah, to be that yeah, it's not why you lost. You lost because you sucked and you went, <laughs> you know, you scored 50, right. but you went Bob, four for it. 40. Like, seriously, you can't do that, though. but they can't. Yeah, you, you can't do it. You can't be like, oh, but they sucked anyway. So no, it had a, definitely had an impact. Definitely helps the mentality of the game and the flow, whatever the case is. Yeah, you can't yeah it, we'll see what happens. But the last time this did happen, March 2008, where the Hawks beat the Heat, they fouled out Shaq with under a minute to go. They ended up recalling the game. They replayed the last minute, and the and the Hawks still win. So it, it, it happens. We'll see what happens with the NBA. I, and, I can't even. Yeah. The Rockets are confident that, that they will. Away. Rockets are very blown confident away. that the NBA will replay this or do some type of repercussion. That's the question. We'll see what happens. But we'll see. I'm going to send it back to Dane and Joe on Make Arena, helping you win some cash this Wednesday morning. You're listening to the Sports Grid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. Final hour now of uh, Make It Rain on the Grid, sportsgrid.com, uh, as we uh, try to take a look here at a bunch of upcoming matchups this week, not only uh, NFL, college football, NBA, college hoops. I just – I the good news at least is they're both in Texas. So it, it, if they have to go ahead on an off day and scheduling-wise try to – but, again, it's one thing to play the final minute of a game when you're going to – you know, it's a whole other thing to have to play the final seven minutes of a game where so much can yeah. happen. And, you know, this is a reminder, guys, that no matter what you do, I don't care what book you use, read the damn fine print and understand – if craziness happens, right. how are you protected or not protected? Because craziness is going to happen. And now all of a sudden, if this game, will they, is your ticket still good? Is it not good? Are they holding right. it? Like, understand what the ticket, rules. I'm catching it now. Yeah. But, uh, or they might have, hold, you know, they, listen, some books might best. be holding it right now. Yeah. Like you, That's why you need to know before you go, understand the little nuances. It's not a universal thing. It's not like one, you know, one book does it. It's across the world. Yet, no, every book is different. So understand ahead of time what is, you know, like if a football game doesn't make it to, uh, you know, five minutes in the third and it gets like figure something. Right. We've seen all of this happen. So uh, just understand 
how you protect yourself because not all books do the same thing or the right thing like uh, like we hear so many of doing. So just be aware of it and understand what's going to happen there. I, I just I loved the fact that not one but two overtimes, both uh, <laughs> both Harden and Westbrook had yeah. an opportunity. You know, triple double gods over there, 50, 50 points in forty nine minutes, yeah. and yet. You couldn't get it done not once, but twice in overtime. By the way, in both overtime periods, Harden had the last shot and couldn't make it. So just saying. Uh, the funny part both. is if they did do something with his game, they would actually take away from Harden's points. It would hurt him, right? yeah. It, from whatever exactly. happened in overtime, right? And yep. all those stats, yep. too. But, hey, yep. I think they'd want the win. Yeah, Lonnie Walker the fourth, too. That, that poor guy shot them into overtime. <laughs> and what happens to those poor guys' points, man? Like, yeah. And can Aldrich play? <laughs> it's like, so hey, Joe, there's even day, another sports betting market drop. that you we need to look your at. Own crap, man. It serves you right for not making it reviewable. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Unbelievable. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. I love the uh, I love the NBA's explanation too. By the way, as to why they didn't uh, review review the play, because we've seen this before in the NBA, where they'll stop the game. I'm watching the end of the Miami Heat Toronto game last night, which went into overtime. The final minute and a half of that game, there were four stoppage of plays to check if a a guy was a hard, whether it was a flagrant one or not, whether it was a three point or not, was his foot on the line. I mean, the final minute 30 took 40 minutes of that game. They reviewed everything. They were over at the bench. And the NBA is saying that, unfortunately, the rule says that D'Antonio has 30 seconds to challenge the play. And that the 30 seconds came and passed that he didn't challenge it. And by the time he did bring it up, it was too late. So the the NBA is saying that you have that small window of opportunity to say, hey, review it. But he didn't ask for it in that 30 seconds, so they didn't count it. But I thought they said it was not reviewable. Yeah, well, because the time had passed because there was 30 seconds. He could have went and said, hey, take a look at the thing. But Which is even more confusing. That's he just even more didn't confusing. Throw challenge flag in time. That's ridiculous. it. Basically, is what they're saying. They're they're trying That's to ridiculous. say that the the time for the challenging and what's going the time for review was 30 seconds after it happened. And D'Antonio it's like you got to do it anything. before they snap the next play in football. How in the world can not How want do you know that, that though? How do three refs on a court watching yeah. him? It wasn't like he was in traffic. Um, how are three refs looking at the play miss the call? And then somebody started counting to 30 after it happened. Right. Like, right. it sounds to me like somebody's trying to cover the ref's ass yeah, at, the, uh, at the NBA like. office. So interesting retroactive story. Yes. Amazing. Absolutely amazing that, uh, of course, cover your own ass. You know it's going to happen. <laughs> and uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I don't think they're going to let it linger on. I think they'd That's be right. crazy. They're going to do something today. They're gonna they can't, they can't keep this going. They're going to announce something today. And there's going to be people pissed off about it no matter what it is. 
<laughs> especially Houston, or especially anybody that had Houston on the money line last night. Um, couple other stories, too, of note, obviously, in the NFL. We told you, you heard yesterday, Carolina Panthers, after nine seasons, uh, part ways with Ron Rivera. Uh, all sorts of changes coming to that franchise, and it's, uh, it's about time, including uh, probably the last game for Cam Newton in a Carolina uniform. I'm sure he'll be playing so. someplace else next year if he's playing at all. Uh, the Steelers have gone ahead and uh, tell, said that the Duck is back. He will be starting week 14 in the wow. Steelers game as well. He should. Uh, I don't see any problem there. The uh, the Mike Zimmer and the much too shocking to nobody. All of a sudden, Dalvin Cook is fine now. He is ready to play hey, this week after know. fumbling uh, the team's chances of winning the game away and laying on the you know laying on the carpet there, screaming in pain. Yeah, no, he's good now. He's going to play. Uh, also, and I thought this was interesting, the, we, we talk about, of course, Jerry Jones, Jerry's very funny. Jerry is uh, Mr. Um, passive aggressive where Jerry the other day tells us that, Hey, Jason Garrett will be coaching somewhere in the NFL next year. Uh, and you can read into that all you want. That is so Jerry. Uh, but the truth is if he wins week 16 and takes, uh, you know, takes down Philadelphia, you're not, he's not replacing Jason Garrett guys. I can promise you as long as they make the playoffs. And if they happen to win a game in a playoffs forget, you know, then his hands are like, he can't the time to fire Garrett was, has already passed because he still has the opportunity to win that game and win that division. And I don't see how they don't beat Philadelphia at this point in the season, but really, I think I'm leaning Philly for the NFC's championship. Uh, I think the Eagles, I mean, I could have said that last week and they lost to Miami, but the Eagles still, have the as Giants bad as it is, and Washington. I still trust. I would have like the Rams and the Bears. Yeah, I mean. It's still going to come down to week 16. They ain't that losing to Philadelphia, though. Yeah, I still don't trust Philadelphia. Right. I think I, I do not yeah, trust we'll Philadelphia. See. I don't trust Dallas either. Right, but that's what I'm saying. So I have a we'll little see. more confidence with the weapons of mm. Dallas than I do with uh, with Philadelphia yeah. right now. So plus, Jordan Howard is back. I like Philly. We'll see. We got time, though. <sighs> well, listen, they could both lose every game out, and it comes down That's to week 16. We'll, we'll see and what happens. Both... That game is still yeah. three weeks away. A lot could happen. That's what it should end in a friggin' tie. That's yeah, the way right. it should work going into week 17, just to well, stick Dallas it to like Jerry. That. Dallas would yeah. like that. They yeah. won the first yeah. it, it would be so Dallas. Oh, the game's a tie. Sorry, guys. Now we got to wait to see. Now you got to go to some sort of tiebreaker. 8-7-1 with a tie to each other. Exactly. Serve them right. Uh, But Jerry wasn't the only one being passive-aggressive yet. Yeah, he he wasn't the only one being passive-aggressive. We know that the the Giants, we know the Mara family, but we also know Steve Tisch is a part owner in this uh, this, uh, New York Giants team. So I get that when Tish, when the Maras speak, it's one thing. When Tish speaks, I get it because he's only a part owner of this team here. It's not, he's not, uh, he can't be completely 100% clear with the media on what he means, but it doesn't take a lot of reading between the lines, I think, to see the warning shot that he fired out yesterday to both Shermer and Gettleman uh, in an interview. He was talking to, WNBC TV, and he was saying that it's been, quote, a very frustrating season. At the end of the season, John Mayer and I are going to get together and discuss the future. As partners, we have to be very honest with each other about where we see this going into the 2020 season. So 
Eli Manning obviously won't be there. Daniel Jones will be there. Uh, but they have to be honest with each other, meaning is somebody in the corner of Shermer? Is somebody in the corner of Gettleman? Is when you say you're implying that might be a difference of opinion between the Maras and Tish as far as the direction of this organization. And what do you do at that point? Because to me, it sounds he's got change written all over it. That statement says Tish is all about, yeah, we're we're going to make some we're going to make some changes here. So implying that they need to be honest with each other also implies that maybe maybe the Maras aren't all about change. Maybe they uh, want to be a little bit more patient because I think Tish says, yeah, no, we got to be honest with each other. This team going into 2020, can we really be doing the same things that we're doing now? So maybe there's a little uh, maybe there's a little problem in the front office there between ownership. That's interesting, but I'll tell you what, if there is, what will happen is whatever the Maras say will happen. <laughs> you know, like all that could be true, Joe. Like all that could be true. But guess yep. what? The Tish, Tish loses a one-one tie to the Maras, yes, just like I lose a one-one tie to my fiance. Period. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> you I, know what I mean? So, but he's maybe, not wrong. But the question I, is, he's how, not wrong. I, I, yes, you're. I agree with that. Like it may be the wise or the right choice to move on, but you also say this: the Maras, you know, like the Roonies. You know, there's a reason mm-hmm. that Pittsburgh has had like three head coaches over the last forty yep. years, Joe. You know what yep. I mean? Um, with these kinds of families. And I listen, I may think it is the right decision to make a move um, and turn the page on Gettleman, on Shermer. I may agree with that. But it's also hard for me to argue with, like, the long-term stability and the way the Maras view their organization, right? Like, I, I, you know, you kind of can't hate on whatever they're saying. It's working out okay if you take the long view, right, for the last century, you know? So, uh, yeah, I may agree with the position that Tish has, but I don't know that it's going to matter. And the only other thing I'll say is, are you sure Eli won't be there next year? Yeah, I know. Yeah, that was the other thing. So then that could be the other we have to be honest with each other quote. You know what? Because there's mm-hmm. obviously some love for Eli Manning still in that building. But and at maybe the same they have to time, who's got a better chance of going? pick was a good one. Maybe Gettleman comes out of this smelling OK. I mean, everyone crapped on his number six overall pick. And now people like he has an NFL future, right? The problem is Gettleman, where does the where does the blame lie at Gettleman's feet? Like, yes, okay, Daniel Jones appears to be the part. I think the, the, the jury is still going to be out on him. The blame but, for what? The, the Jones pick was okay now. Well, yeah, but your job as a GM is to build an offensive line, is to build a defensive line, and he sure. has failed at both of those things. Sure. And everybody knows that that's where it starts, where it begins and ends. And, it, and it's not just this past year. It's been... You know, this is a team you put together, Gettleman. This is your offensive line. This is your defensive line. Uh, this yeah. is your secondary. Listen, for me, if, if there's a question up in the air, then make the move, drop the hammer, and move on. Can you do one without doing the other? No. No, you cannot. Look at San Francisco. Look at all these places. You got to be on the same page. No, you, you got to get rid of everything. The move do is the clear house. Yep. Yes. The move is the clear house. 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Full-time fantasy. Game over name. Ryan Tannehill, the mighty Tennessee Titans, go on the road to the black hole and play the Raiders. Josh Allen at home against the Ravens. Better name? Josh Allen. By far, better name. Arguably a better quarterback. Better game? Ryan Tannehill. Weekdays, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. All right, time to put your money where your mouth is. Go ahead, open yourself up a sports wagering account. Tonight, in fact, plenty of opportunities for you to be able to profit on the hardwood. Go to FanDuel. It's Jersey's largest sports book. If you go to FanDuel.com forward slash grid, you can receive a free bet of up to 500 bucks. That's a free bet, 500 bucks right now when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com forward slash grid. You've got point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, in-game wagering, and it's college and pro sports, guys, so you're always in control, but you got to get to FanDuel.com forward slash grid today. Open that new account and claim your free wager of up to $500. Now, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details and some of the other uh, headlines uh, that have uh, continued to creep up here in the NFL. And it wouldn't be at all shocking, Dane. I'm sure it's not shocking to you. Certainly wasn't to me, but now the latest report is the Jets. Absolutely receptive to trading Le'Veon Bell again. So here we go. According to the New York Daily News and Manish Mehta, Yep, uh, Adam Gase uh, and company uh, inside the Jets organization um, feeling that maybe, um, yeah, they can replace him for a much cheaper version and would not at all be uh, opposed to picking up the phone and entertaining offers for him. And I can't think of a better, a bigger waste of a talent that you paid good money for than than what is going on here with this. And that's why it's not just so, like somebody in that organization, like we just talked about the Maras and Tish, like you got to get on the same page here, guys, because you can't yeah. just do one without the other. If you're sending, you know, shots to Shermer and Gettleman, you got, it's either take them both out or pay, or you can't just keep right. one and, and do, so the same thing here. I, I mean, it's expecting a different result I think would be absolutely crazy, but they've got to figure it out. I mean, you can tell us during the season all all you want that his job is fa- is safe, but the truth is there's other things at, at stake here. Like you paid all this money for this guy that you're never going to get the same dollar-for-dollar dollar market value on him in return. You're not. They know they got you. At least for another year, you're going to have to pay a bulk of this guy's services one way or the other. You, you got to ask yourself, Dane, like, is it is all of this worth it? You got yourself a franchise running back. You think you got yourself franchise quarterback yeah. and you've lost to the Dolphins and Bengals in the same year. I, I don't 
What else needs to be seen here? So why would they want to move on from Le'Veon Bell? Exactly. Why? <laughs> why? So, like, I understand that maybe, you know, McCagnan wanted to give him the money and blah, blah, blah. But all that's a moot point at this time. He is your starting running back. And you have one of the best starting running backs in the NFL. You have a starting running back who is a ridiculous weapon in the pass game. And you have a quarterback who will be entering his third year, and that's a nice little security blanket. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought, I thought that developing Sam Darnold was the preeminent priority for this organization. So why, Joe, do you remember on Sunday when Mike Blewett asked us a trivia question, and it was like, mm-hmm. what running backs ever have had three seasons of over 75 catches, and Le'Veon mm-hmm. Bell was the first correct guess? Like, why would you throw that away? And to your point, Joe, he's been nothing but a good soldier. He really has. He's been a far better, like, teammate and professional than a lot of people would have ever expected this year. If you are the Jets, it is very clear. Whatever you do with the coaching staff, but personnel-wise, it's very clear to me. You get offensive linemen, you get a pass rusher, and you get some secondary help. That's it. Mm -hmm. Period. Period. Like, your skill positions are okay. Good enough. OK, you're, you're going to have two good linebackers back next year in Avery Williamson and C.J. Mosley. OK, you're going to let this front line develop. You need offensive line help to protect Darnold and you need to get after the quarterback, something the Jets haven't been able to do since they drafted like John Abraham a decade and a half mm-hmm. ago, Joe. That's yep. it. Yep. yep. Anything and unfortunately, else is just being silly. It, it really is. I mean, this is a talent league. Teams win based upon talent. And, and I can Bell tell you this, t- like three most talented backs in the NFL. The salary Easily. cap hits, guys, is brutal over the next 15 and a half million, 13 and a half million, and then 15 million over the next three seasons. That's- I mean, they're going to have to eat the money. They're going to get crushed right. in the salary cap aspect of it. And you're going to get what in return? A younger, cheaper, yeah. what version of let you're not going to be able to replace what, that. Plus, pick? You're Come making Levy on bell change what he does best to fit your scheme and not the other way around. And to me, I, I, that's yeah. the cardinal sin. Instead, And we say it all the time. Coaches are supposed to, here's the pieces you're given, put them together, make them fit. Like, he's doing exactly what you don't do where yeah. it's my way or the highway. Like, you have to change to fit my scheme. Exactly. What, what the hell are you talking so, about? That's not how you so maximize part talent. Part of the reason that Le'Veon Bell wanted so much money is because he thought he was a running back like and a wide receiver too. And yep. Pittsburgh used him that way. He'd line up in the slot. He'd line off off. He'd be going in motion. They used him in the wildcat. You know, all gaze. And he's so creative. But all he does with Lev Bell is dot the eye in the back of the backfield. Okay? Mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell is a freaking generational talent. Mm-hmm. Use him as such. And for someone so creative who literally – and, like, the NFL didn't blink when he was talking about how he should be paid as like a wide receiver too also the nfl was like yeah yeah yeah, yep he he really is he could be a dominant wide receiver if he did like 
Why are we not using him? We're handcuffing him. We're stifling what this could be by really not using Le'Veon Bell, right? And now you want to move on from the man who literally, when this team was a dumpster fire, was the only one on social media. When Jamal Adams was deleting the Jets from his social media profile, Le'Veon Bell was like, we just got to get through it. We'll be all right. This offense will look better with Sam back. He was playing the good soldier. This, this would be ridiculous, Joe. Yeah, it's it's already re- it's past the point of ridiculous here How that you, you know you're gonna get seventy cents on the dollar, and you're getting crushed one way or the other, and you're not wow. utilizing him. You're not coming up with a scheme that works and puts him in a position to be right. successful. You're asking him to do things that he doesn't normally do, which, of course, we see how that's working out on the field. Not to mention, it's so strange because Gase is a he's from the uh, from the uh, Mike March coaching tree. Okay. That's yeah, who yeah, his yeah. mentor was. Martz was a guy, the greatest show on turf, who sure. everything Martz did on offense revolved around a running back. Everything. Yeah. Everything Marshall was run through pass catching, running, shifty yeah. back out of the backfield. Mike, I wish almost to, to much like Mike Martz was available for here because we'd probably see a totally different Le'Veon Bell, but that is yeah. not what he's done. Adam Gase has gotten this I'm going to be this this guy who creates this offense that completely changes the NFL. Completely, a hundred years the game has been played, but it's Adam Gase's offense who's going to he's going to change it. Yeah, I'm not going to adjust. Everybody else has to adjust. Yeah, no, it's really good stuff. I mean, it's it's the greatest show on turf, and you basically at this point bitch and moan and throw everybody else under the bus that it's everyone else's fault. That your plan, it's like the dude in Hollywood, like the screenwriter who's got the greatest, he's got the greatest play, he's got the greatest movie, it's the greatest thing, uh, only when he's told, um, this sucks, no, no, this is the greatest, we're going to go ahead and make this movie, it's going to make millions. Vin Diesel in a damn romantic comedy. Not going to happen, guys, it's (laughs) not going to happen, and what's even more frustrating is, Listen, I get it. Gase, you're, we saw this in Miami. You're a blowhole. You are an egotistical lunatic that's got no business running a franchise, much less being given any talent uh, to waste on offense, especially in their prime years. But to me, the saddest part about this is that the family who owns this damn team is allowing it to go on. And maybe there's hope, Dano, in the next couple of weeks that, you know, come Black uh, Monday, we'll be like, ha-ha, finally, they saw but I'm with you. I have my reservations. But if this continues to go on, if they continue to stick with him. Yeah. And what? this is exactly we've got a four or five win team next year. Who's we blaming Gase? Really? Is it Gase's fault? You know, is it Freddie Kitchen's fault that he's a moron? No, he should have never been given the job to begin with. Same sure. thing with Gase. Should not have been given scenario. the job to begin with. But in the Jets scenario, you can't blame Joe Douglas out the gate right away, right? And and yeah. owners don't blame themselves, Joe. Yeah, well, then. Jerry Jones will never blame himself. Dolan will never blame himself. You know the, you know the uh, the in, in the Mets front office, they, the Wilpons, they ain't gonna acknowledge this is all because they got taken by Bernie Madoff. Like they're not, you know, owners don't blame themselves, Joe. Nope, nope. Yeah, well, the the ones that do. Actually, are the ones that eventually evolve and realize what's uh, sure. what's going to go on. But another story yeah. out of New York is that they're going to drop the hammer on David Fisdale right now. It ain't Fisdale's fault. Ain't even close. But at least <laughs> Tish, at least his comments indicate to right. me that, hey, there's some there's there's people in the room at the hierarchy that realize 
we've got to change, guys. Like, we've got – it ain't working. So that's half the battle to me is you got to have a voice in the room going, what are we doing here, guys? Like, what what the hell yeah. are we doing? And right. at least I have more confidence in the Giants figuring out. And even here, listen, Stephen Ross down here for years in Miami he was, like, trying to, you know, trying to put Band-Aids on heart surgery. And finally, he's just like, you know what? That's it. That's it. That's it. We're starting from scratch. No more eight-win season. You know, sometimes yeah. these owners got to get to the point. The problem is I our think. owner is in Europe right now, and that's – yeah. and let me ask you this. Are you confident that if he was here, we'd be in this mess right now? Oh, I think it would be the same thing. You'd, but you saw it. So six and one half doesn't make a damn bit of difference. Yeah, it'd be the same thing. Ridiculous. And sell the damn team. Then sell the damn team. I mean, the bottom line is is just sell. Or you know what? Give us John Itzik back. At least we. I, mean, I don't blame Douglas. We can't blame Joe Douglas yet. No, no, not at all. But I don't. Are we ever going to get to see what Joe Douglas can do? I don't know. I don't know. That's you're right. I don't know because I'm. I was excited for that. I was like, oh, coming from the Eagles. I I think I like the way you do. Right. So, but that's why they got to be on the same time. You can't alternate. Do GM. Do coach. Do GM. Do coach. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Yeah, but I'm telling you, I, I've got I got a lot more faith in uh, the Giants ownership group than I do everyone else because at least we've got somebody with the smarts to realize we can't keep doing what we're doing here and expect uh, any sort of difference. What non what non baseball team in New York will make the playoffs next? Non baseball team? Non. If you take uh, the Yankees and Mets out, Buffalo. Buffalo will, but and and <laughs> and get listen. Give the Pagulas. You know, here's a group that came in, new NFL ownership group comes in, and realizes, listen, something's got to change too. I mean, for how many years was Buffalo mired in mediocrity, man, or less yeah. than mediocrity? Because they kept doing the same. You know, they had a GM who didn't know what the hell he was doing that was blowing people up. You know, eventually they got a new ownership group came in, and that's why I think Carolina. I think this guy's doing it the right way. I think they will figure it out. Do it in your vision. Every great owner that's time. ever won a championship, every one of them have the same traits. They they want to win mm-hmm. more than anything else, and they don't have a problem admitting when they're wrong. And what's made Kraft so good is that Kraft realized a long time ago, I got my limitations here. Like, I'm going to hire people to do their job, and I'm going to be over here, and I'm not going to, and that's it. And that's all. Every other organization at any level in professional sports when that ownership group is either disconnected or feels that they are the smartest dude in the room and they they know better than everyone else, Jerry Jones. The only time Jerry Jones has ever been successful in Dallas with the football team is when he gave up control for those five years. And by the way, he hated every minute of it, but he gave Jimmy Johnson control of everything. And look what happened. Then Jimmy left I mean, and then you know started the Barry put- Switzer move. 
Where would you put Mr. George Steinbrenner in that continuum? Right at the very top. Because even George had to go through a cycle where, listen, nobody wanted to win more than George. Nobody. As a matter of fact, it was the only damn thing that mattered, and he was willing to do it. He eventually figured out that throwing money at it wasn't the best way to go about it, and then he started building it from Michaels. Right, let, let me, me trust yeah, Nick let, Michaels, right. A, and then a, what do you know? We have the core four a few years later. He Major evolved. League Baseball yep. suspending him might have been the best thing ever. Yeah, it, it evolved. Like, he evolved right. as an owner, as a person. Right. I mean, but nobody wanted to win more than him. Nobody. I think Cuban, prior to his championship here when he took down Miami. Cuban, nobody. Remember how vocal he was out in front of his screw? You know, now you don't even, where is Cuban now? Like Shark Tank? Like, what is he? Like, where is he? You know, he's won the championship. But you've, I think Balmer, I think Balmer in, in L.A. with the, he's going to be, and then you won't hear from him once he goes, that's how that works with these guys. They don't, it's one thing to get the championship. Once you get there, it's like, okay, on to the next thing. Let's, uh, let's move on here. Mountain, right? That's what billionaires care about. It's a new little Dolan challenge. Care about? Into the game. What hey, does Dolan I got my care championship. about? Now, now I'll make yeah. my uh, restaurant check. Does Dolan care about winning at all? No. No, 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 no. Dolan would no. rather be right than actually hold not the championship. Money. He don't care. Yeah, so he don't care. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So it's not hard to figure out the top organizations in all of professional well, sports. Bottom line, not about wins and losses. You know, it's right. like the people that own the Chicago Tribune that were running the Cubs for years. Like, you know, they don't they don't actually care. It's like, is it is it still generating money? Cool. No, nope. they're not. They're not caring nope. about like what we care about as fans. They cared when they brought in, you know, the wonder kid and they spent the money to say, we need you to do what you did in Boston. That's what we need you to do. Here's the money. Go do it. Let us get the hell out of the way. And that's really it, it, I mean, it's so funny, Dan, because the blueprint has been the same. It's always the same, but it starts at the top. Cleveland's never winning anything, ever. They're not winning. You know, Dallas is never winning anything. Finally, I mean, you know, the Laurie family there in Philadelphia realized, all right, you know, I wanted Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly was going to be this. You fired everybody. You brought in Chip Kelly. You're like, oh, crap. You brought everybody back. You realized you screwed it up. Howie Roseman, and look at you, you win a championship. Yep. Starts with ownership. Yep. Starts with ownership. Dodgers. How many how many more times are we going to have to watch this Dodgers team just throw up on themselves towards the end of the year? I mean, before it's, you know, at some point you've got to hope the Dodgers can get it and figure it out. But you're right. It's always going to be the same top teams in Major League Baseball. You know why? Because it's the same top owners who don't just care about the money. They care about winning. I'll give you another ownership group. uh, And I know this because it's very close to my fiance. The Spanos family. Yeah. The Chargers. All right, yeah, please. All right, you, there you go. <laughs> case in case in damn point over here. Say what you want about. Uh, Dan Snyder. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Snyder. Exactly. But, yeah. you know, it's so funny. For the first time, even Snyder's like, all right, maybe Bruce Allen's the problem. You know, maybe, which is what people have been telling him for how long. Like, dude, you know, he at least hired somebody he trust. It was the wrong hire. Bruce Allen's a nightmare. But. He actually, you know, it took him a little while ago. You know what? Now maybe Bruce Allen's the problem. And the it takes these guys a little while to figure out, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Maybe I should step away. And as soon as it happens, and it's amazing, championship within the next couple of years. Right. Yeah. It's, wow. You know, it's like any other business, right? You have yeah, to assemble exactly. a team. You have to assemble the right team and put the right people in the right seats on the bus. Have we ever seen a championship where a team won a title 
in spite, in spite of, of their owner. Okay. You know, I, I'm, I, I can't come up with one. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, know, I'm thinking like one of these owners we're all like rolling our eyes about. And then yeah, like the Daniel Snyders of the world. Have, right, have right, we right. ever yeah. seen a guy like that? And when like, wow, they, they were so talented, they won in spite of. Well, mm. I was going to say, technically, Dolan owned the Rangers also, right? Yeah, but it was wasn't it Daddy's team then in '94 yeah, when they won? Possible. Yeah, right. Possible. I mean, what, what was he doing? Playing in a heavy metal band or like what was going on there that's at that time? I mean, the Mets got to a World Series with the Will Ponds, didn't win it though. Um, that's an interesting question. That's right? Because I, mean, I can't. I, I thought about that. And I'm like, I. No, the answer is I'd absolutely. Have to think I mean, about it a little bit more. Who I'd dominated? Like the 49ers dominated, right? The 80s and uh, and early yeah. 90s, right? Yeah. And the 49ers were run by. Remember, it was a D. Bartolo Jr. There. Yeah, remember yeah, him? Yeah. It, yep. Yep. Let me give it to Walsh. Let me get the hell out. Like the ownership group, let them do their thing. And and I don't. It's amazing to me. The blueprint is there, and owners continue to do whatever the, the hell they want. What's the that ownership group? The Warriors. There you go. Like, all I remember is that guy who's, like, part of the ownership group that, like, you know, got on the court and, like, yelled at. Remember that in the playoffs where he was really, like, one of the owners, right? Yes. And he was just, like, yes. a, a tech yeah. guy, a weeb part. or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's the only thing like I'm a of that's coming to mind right now. But <laughs> I think it's but, true. It starts from the top. Yeah, it, it absolutely top. does. And I think that's been the problem in Green Bay, quite honestly, because it's not an ownership well, group, guys, in Green Bay. Don't the fans yeah, own the, the team? Like, my boy yeah, has yeah. two shares of stock <laughs> for Green Bay, you know? and, you let, and you've let Ted Thompson base it. That right. team, you go how many years now with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, Aaron and Rogers, you got one, right. how many Super Bowls do you have? Right, you got 20 like, years of that kind of play, right? <laughs> Dude, yeah, right. like, no. So, start looking at yourself. Thing, like you have Peyton Manning, then Andrew Luck for 20 years, and you get one. The, 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 the Chargers had Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers. For oh, 20 Spanos years. Spanos is a great call, dude. Spanos you know? is the, yeah, I mean, he's the West Spanos Coast is, Dolan. He's the West Coast yeah. Dolan, right? I mean, me, like I say, my, yeah, my family's, my fiance's family is from San Diego. They, you know, when they move the team and all, you know, it's, they, they, they hate the Spanos yep. family. <laughs> Absolutely. And say what you want. The guy in Baltimore is a, is an intense SOB, wants to win. He is. Scotty. Guys willing to do whatever. It, I mean, there are some. Yeah. It's not a. It's not a shock. While some of these teams continue to reinvent themselves, while others, like the Jets, are yeah. just mired in mediocrity and and worse than that, and laughable. But it's good to see teams like Miami finally figure it out. You know what I mean? Like going, all right, guys, I got to get the hell out of here. I mean, you know, we we got to get football people in here. We got to get guys that know what the hell they're doing. And that ain't gonna happen in New York. I, I'm sorry, the Jets, in many opinions. They deserve Ooh. Adam Gase. They deserve Adam Gase. Wasn't Tom Benson like a horrible, horrible asshole, but the Saints won the Super Bowl? But that's – or are you just going to credit it to Peyton being, like, so good there in his role? Well, because it was interesting because Benson. I don't think he became an a-hole <laughs> until he started to lose it. Like, the same thing with okay. uh, with Denver. Right. Like, I think – right? I think the old man started right. – the, the, once they passed it on to the kids, it became a total right. nightmare there. Right. Yeah. But that's I'm good. But that my brain. It's so important and so true. It starts from the top. And it's so funny how we could draw these dotted lines all the times yep. to the dumpster fire organizations at some point. 
you know, at some point you gotta, you gotta, you gotta look up and, but owners will never fire themselves. It's so true, Dane. And, and unfortunately guys, it's not that hard to figure out who the next wave, I mean, the NFL, what's the NFL going to be in the next five years? Who are going to be the teams over the next five years, right? That are going to be able to, that are going to be in the conversation every week. All right. Uh, Kansas city, the the hunt family. No, no, right. Baltimore but Scott knows exactly what's going on. Been there, done that. The the Patriots and in, in uh, probably going to be there for the next couple of years. Yeah. Seattle, um, Seattle, great owner. Yeah, you know, ain't I mean, how? They ain't going anywhere. You know what I you mean? Know, yeah, uh, the Texans just said they're not hiring a GM next year. Right. Like, <laughs> what the I hell are they going to win? I will say this though, Joe, the, 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 the Tunsil stills deal, they, 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 they really took it to Miami though. They knew they, it was a fire sale sign out there. And they were like, sure, we'll take them. Sure. Go ahead. Be my guest. Absolutely. Good. You know I mean? Like they're, I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to win a Super Bowl, but you know, they're, they're chugging right along. No, I, I, but again, there's always those teams too. It's one thing. You know, this was brought up down here too, Dane, too, to see if you agree with this. It's one thing to be a head coach to get a team not to quit, right? Yeah. That's one. Rex Ryan which I think, well. which I think w- what he has done, what Flores has done down here is absolutely commendable. But yes. I don't know if he can win. Do you know if he can win? Because that's two totally different things, is it not? I mean, motivating a team with no talent to go out there and fight, fight, fight is one. But do you have what it takes to win in the NFL? Because that's a totally different code. That's a totally different thing. Jury is still out. Right? I mean, isn't it? It's, you know, winning in the NFL. Totally different than actually getting there and getting guys riled up. Like, totally different ballgame. Totally different. And that's why I was saying, like, now we, we, we make the joke that, like, anybody who, like, you know, shared a room with Todd McVay, uh, with McVay once gets a job, right? Like, Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. Like, all these guys from the Belichick tree, sure, Patricia in Detroit, uh, you know, in Tennessee. Example. We got example. We don't yep. know just yet. We don't yep. know. Perfect they may be example. set up. They may have a pedigree. They maybe have the tree, whatever. But we don't know if how is this going to translate. Perfect example. The Ford family. Same crap. I mean, come on. How long? You know, Wayne Fonts, really? Like, yeah. come on, man. I mean. I got another we... one for you that's, like, more of an owner that, like, kind of, like, wants to be seen and wants to be cool. Um, Who you got? Oh, God. Jacksonville. Great He's more important about being international, you know, so and, 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 yeah. and and having a soccer tournament tournament or whatever. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Um, How about the Tampa guys? Nether just absolutely you can see awfully. franchises are run well or they are not. <laughs> so and you know and what? Like, They're and reaching. It's, and it's the same franchises that are like boring. You know what I mean? Yes. It's boring. Yes. You want yes. you want everything above your head coach to be boring. Correct. Absolutely. And you know what? For the most part, the guy that owns the Rams, you screwed over an entire city in St. Louis. You alienated everybody. You had your shot. You got bulldozed. And you know what? Good luck, because now you're in you're in purgatory cap hell. Let me know how that works out moving forward. Suck. Unbelievable. All right, we'll be uh, we'll be back doing this uh, again tomorrow here, seeing if we can't. Uh, Get this weekend set up, guys. It's going to be one hell of a weekend. Get ready, Utah.
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. What you missed on Make It Rain. I have other questions. You know, you're saying the money line, but if they just award the win, by what score, Joe? Yes, the exactly. score when this happens. How does that affect the total? That's why I remember they say all games must go 55 minutes for the total to be, you know, or at least NFL games. I don't know what the NBA analog is. Probably like 44 yep. minutes or something like that. Um, and then also, like you said. The statistics. What does that mean for DFS lineups that day? Uh, regular season scoring champions with Harden mm-hmm. involved. Does Westbrook still get triple, tri- a triple double? You know, things of that nature. Not only that, I mean, Capella went 20 and 20. You know, that's maybe that's in a contract ex- incentive. You know, so mm-hmm. there are all sorts of things. I do think it would be cool if they actually did award it because we hear this all the time and protests. Nothing ever really comes of them. But mm-hmm. when you say they're going to take care of this, what in the hell does that mean? To be honest, Joe, what, if they were to do that, I think the right way would be figure out their mutual off day or the next time these guys do play in San Antonio and play it from that spot in time. Yes. Um, as opposed to just manufacturing the final and giving them it, a win in the box score. I think they have to play it from that moment and see what happens. But that's still very, very dicey uh, for people who may have some shekels or other interests. I'd be shocked. I mean, how do you just award them the win? And because, and if you force, yeah, I mean, and if you force them to replay that situation, right? Of course, you got to think the end of the game would have been played out differently had those two points been on the board, then, you know, that whole last three minutes of the game would have changed. It would would have been totally different. So I I just don't – It. this is the other important factor. That's not why they lost, okay? You you blew a 22-point freaking lead in one – in seven minutes. Like, you blew a lead. It's not like you don't. Houston was up 20 with 323 in the third. They were up by at least 10 with just under – just close to three minutes left in the fourth. Do you see what's going on there? Like, they continued to get worse as the game was going on. So, I, yeah, but I would know. not one play cost them the game. I, and I know they've obviously done it. There's there's precedent for this. But could you imagine just, you know, saying, no, 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 take it out of, put it in the win column and take it. And then what about dudes with contracts that have, you That's know, rebound clauses and point clauses? Like I said, Capella got a, a 20 and 20. Yeah, like he may have some kind of clause in his contract for that. Russell Westbrook got a triple double. He yep. may have a clause in his contract for that. James Harden may go on to act like have a all-time season scoring season. Wow. Point for game. 